What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all, as always. Um, as I begin to record this, we have about three and a half minutes left to go in the Ohio State-Michigan game, so I'm going to be keeping my eye on that. Um, as recording this, it's currently 14 to 11. Ohio State, Michigan on a three-goal run um, here late. Uh, Ohio State you know, took an early 6 0 lead. Michigan has you know come back, made a game of it um, in this one. So a uh, big rivalry game going down there in Columbus. Just one of many rivalry games we had this weekend. Got to start off with Navy and Army. Uh, the midshipmen off a Jack Sweeney goal in overtime uh, beat the Black Knights at Mikey Stadium. Uh, Navy is the one who sings second with the eleven to ten. Uh, excuse me, with the um, the twelve to eleven victory uh, there over the Black Knights in West Point. Uh, you know, this was characteristically a a a a a defensive game, if you will, for you know a, a service academy game, Army Navy d- defensive head, uh, very much so, um, and, and it really was kind of a tale of two halves when you look at it. Um, you know, Army kind of really. You know, played well in, in, in that first half of play. Um, and, you know, Navy, they had, what was it, um, the turnover margin here. They, they had, okay, 13 turnovers in the first half. That was cut down to just six in the second half. Still had 19 on the day. I believe Army had, let me pull this box score here real quick. Uh, I believe Army had, at the end of the day, turnover-wise, yeah, 14. So it was 19-14. Navy obviously had a bunch in the first half, but they cleaned things up. They were able to get their offense going and, um, you know, really, you know, played well in that second half of play. Uh, They outscored the Black Knights 8-4. Eight eight to five, excuse me, in the final two periods of regulation, nine to five, uh, counting that overtime victory. So, second half they they win nine to five, and I mean this is a team that was down six to three at the half, and really looked like they couldn't get much going offensively at all in that first half. But uh, you get that uh, Max Hewitt, Nicole, Patrick uh, Skalniak get those three goals there in the third quarter. Uh, to start things off, and, and really the, the Hewitt goal comes at 12.25, 12.52 left, still pretty early on in the third. Those other two later, uh, Cole and, and Skalniak, just a minute apart there late in the in the period before, you know, and, and the defense holds holds Arnie uh, pretty good in that third quarter as they do outscore the Black Knights 4-2, to two. Um, and, and that two goal run, they had Army had that two goal run there late in the third. Brennan Nick Turn, Paul Johnson, 
And then they had that kind of midway through late in the fourth with Nick Tone, Buick, and Kielbasa. Um, and, and that's all they would ever get uh, during the second half of play with those two little runs there. And it really seemed like Navy uh, really defensively was able to stifle them. Um, when you look at the faceoff dot, you know, uh, Navy, you know, goes 14 for 27 with Nate Hammond. I thought he played a very good game up against Will Coletti and Stevie Graber. That was part of it. Uh, but this Navy defense overall, I thought, played very well. A.J. Pilati, three cost turnovers, one ground ball. Uh, Jack uh, Wegner, three ground balls, two cost turnovers. Those guys, excuse me, that's for, that's for Army. Um, Nick, Nick Lacazzi, excuse me, three ground balls, two cost turnovers. Uh, Scott Stenshrud, two ground balls, two cost turnovers. Um, I thought this this Navy defense played uh, very well in this game throughout. Um, and you look in cage, the, the one guy that made the biggest difference was Pat Ryan. Uh, 11 saves on the day for the midshipmen to, to help stifle that Army offense uh, that, you know, did take 45 shots. Um, and in the second half, 14 shots in the third, 13 shots in the fourth. Uh, I mean, he faced a lot of shots on the day and, you know, made a, a big impact. Him and Hammond at the dot going 51% uh, really, you know, held Navy into, helped Navy maintain in this game. And especially when they couldn't really get much going offensively in the first half, helped keep them in this game and helped keep them afloat to be able to build upon that and you know get things going in the second half for the win. So Hammond and, and especially Pat Ryan, I think two you know really really crucial pieces of this win for Navy. Uh, Xavier Arline, Nick Cole, each with two goals to assist. Skalniak with three goals. That trio combines for eleven points there. Um, and as I mentioned, was a characteristically defensive service academy tilt. Um, you, you, you look at Army and, you know, three goals, one assist for uh, Brendan Nickton, Lee's Buick, two goals, one assist. And, you know, again, I thought Navy's defense played well, and especially Pat Ryan. Uh, they're engaged to, to handle that Army offense that's been pretty dang good all season long. And, um, look, Army now, you know, you had that big win over Cornell that kind of boosted their resume, but Right now, I mean, they're going to have to go and win the Patriot League probably to get into the NCAA tournament because, I, you know, you, you take this loss and Navy hasn't been, you know, particularly spectacular this season. They've been bad, but they're not – it's not a significant um, – you know, like if they would have lost – if they would have – have lost to, you know, a Maryland or, or, or a Princeton or a Georgetown, I think it's a little different. But, um, I mean, you, you look at what, you know, Navy has done this year. Army is 21st in the RPI, uh, as I'm currently looking at it now. And uh, Ohio State is up 14-12 over Michigan, two minutes left in that game. Uh, so, you know, Army is going to have to get, you know, a, a win there. Uh, they're going to have to win the Patriot League tournament, most likely, to get in. Um, and you know, sticking with the Patriot League, uh, Boston U with a really good win over Lehigh, uh, really gut, gutting it out here late in the game. I, 
so pull up this uh, stat sheet here. You, you had Boston U. So first of all, Boston U wins the Patriot League regular season. They will play Army next week in the finale. Um, that, that is going to be a big one here. Um, you know, it, it, it's a nine to eight win for for Boston U in this one, and really they dominated that that first half. They got up seven seven to five at the half. Um, and they, the only other two goals came in the, in the fourth quarter. Um, the Mountain Hawks and, and Terriers go 2-2 in that fourth quarter. Wasn't a very offensive um, performance for either team. Um, you look, Matt Garber made 10 saves in cage. For, for BU, James Spence, 14 for the Mountain Hawks. Um, but... I thought both of these offenses did kind of step up when needed. Obviously, BU having that six point, uh, six goal uh, second quarter helped set them on pace, and, and they led this one start to finish. Um, I think they only tied one time. Okay, they 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 got the lead early. You had those two from Scott Cole in the first that made it a two one lead high lead at the end of the first. They led. Um, after that, you know, they tie it early on in, in, the, sec- in the second. And then seconds later, Matt ba- uh, Bauer w- w- with a goal uh, to get them back the lead. And from that point on, they led uh, the entire way. Um, and, and a big storyline coming out of this one is the face-off dot. Remember I mentioned on, was it Thursday, Connor Calderon, what is this man going to do against Mikey Sisselberger? And what does he do? He goes 13 for 21, wins the face-off battle, and gives Boston U a heck of a lot of momentum throughout this game. Uh, from that, really, really strong performance at the face-off dot for him in, in this one. Probably his best performance of the season, if you're being honest. Uh, you know, Offensively for BU, Luis Perfetto, one goal, three assists. Vince DeAlto, two goals, one assist. Timmy Lay with the hat trick, including the game winner. Um, Matt Hilburn takes it behind the cage, finds a cutting Timmy Lay, and ridiculous backhanded uh, shot right in front of the cage, moves back to the cage. Um, you know, ridiculous finish there. Uh, you look defensively. I mentioned this BU defense played well. Yeah, they did. And, and Roy Meyer. Uh, you know, playing at close, five ground balls, four cost turnovers. Will Carson, two ground balls, one cost turnover. Same thing for Dane uh, DeGore there, two ground balls, one caused turnover. Uh, really, you know, good, good performance from BU. I thought, again, they kind of showed, hey, we've got depth here. And they showed that again. Wasn't the best offensive performance for either team. Uh, should mention Christian Mule. Uh, four goals, one assist. Tommy Schelling, five assists. Uh, Justin Tunin, two goals, one assist. And his second game back, I uh, believe it is, for the Mountain Hawks. Um, but not a particular strong, consistent offensive performance. Um, you saw spurts from both teams, for certain. Um, but really a defensive battle in this one. And, and the Terriers and the faceoff dot did play a big part into that uh, with – Called around there at the dot, um, and the Terriers get this one nine to eight, um, and especially defensive battle in the second half. 
to, to, to be clear. I, I didn't necessarily watch. I had to kind of second screen through the first half and, you know, um, seeing BU go on that kind of big run there in the second. Uh, I think it was when they got up like seven to four. I kind of didn't pay as much attention to it. But, uh, you know, Lehigh comes back. They had those those two goals there from UA, you know, late in the second and then in the third. And, like, that's the – that and then the two goals from Tunin and UA late in the fourth are the only two, uh, as well as the Scott Cole uh, two-goal run. Like, those two-goal runs for them uh, proved to be pretty crucial in kind of building back that momentum. Uh, the, the thing was, Boston, he was always there to answer uh, in, in this one. So the Terriers get the win. They win the Patriot League uh, regular season first time in program history. So congrats to the Terriers on that as they continue their uh, historic season. And as I speak, uh, Ohio State has beaten Michigan 14-12. to Good fight for the Wolverines. Um, they end the game on a four-goal run. Michael Bame goal, 235 left in the game. Uh, and, and that's all she wrote. Um, really, really strong performance from Skyler. Uh, Wayland, 14 saves for the Buckeyes. Oh, they did? Okay, so Michigan put in Kirikoff in the final 317, and Cage pulled Shane Carr. Thought he played well, had some really good saves. Uh, 44% save percentage, 11 saves on the day. Uh, that Ohio State offense was a buzzsaw uh, to begin to, to begin things, getting up 6-3. Jackson lead, five goals, one assist. Jack Myers, three goals, five assists. Those guys really, you know, stepped on stepped on the gas early on and, and never seemed to take it off um, as they get the win there. Um, Anasio goes 11 for 21 of the dot. Uh, Blanchard, 5 of, five of 8. Uh, for Michigan, Rowlett, 10 of 21. Wheatfield, uh, 3 of 8. So, uh, and this is going to be a game that uh, these guys are going to see each other again in the Big Ten uh, tournament in the quarterfinals. So that is going to be an interesting one, to say the least. Um, if you remember last year, remember last year, Michigan uh, won the postseason meeting with these two teams, while uh, Ohio State won the, both of the regular season meetings, because uh, they met twice last year. So uh, that's going to be an interesting quarterfinal. Back to Saturday's action, though. Uh, Brown beats Cornell 13-8. to Third consecutive top 10 win. Um, another week, another top 10 win for the Bears. This time, it's you know, Brown going to Ithaca, knocking off Cornell 13-8 to uh, in a game. With, I mean, they led wire to wire in this one. Probably, when you watch it, the, the most dominant performance, I would say, from Brown this season uh, Conathelio, 24 saves. 24 saves. That's two and a four. 24 saves. That is ridiculous uh, what he did there to anchor this Brown defense. And, and this is a really good Cornell offense. They hold them 13-8 to eight in this one. Brian Antonelli, four goals, one assist. Dev McLean had the same stat line. Trevor uh, Glavin made his sec- second career start on Saturday. Dished out four assists in the win. Well, fellas, this Brown team is is cooking. It, they are cooking. And Cornell, on the other hand, 
you know, this really seems like two teams going in different directions. They're veering in different directions. Cornell's been kind of full steam ahead all season. Um, it, it had some struggles there against Syracuse. Then you had, uh, was it last weekend who they played? Um, you know, they've had some struggles recently. Uh, Army, Army, Army. They, they struggled against Army, get the loss there. Um, and, and look, this was just three weeks ago where you had the big win over Harvard and you said, oh, oh maybe there is that separation there. Uh, 17 to 9 win over Harvard and said, okay, maybe there is that separation. Um, and, and that was just two weeks removed from the 15 to 11 loss to Penn, where Penn puts together their best performance of the season and, and beats Cornell. Now they've lost to, 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 to Army 17 to 10, Brown 13 to 8. Um, and his Brown defense really came alive in this one. You know, they jump out 6 0. Now they did go for Cornell did have a 4 0 second quarter where they cut the lead to 6 to 4 at the half, but that they couldn't get any closer. Uh, Brown kind of you know reset at the half, put their foot back on the gas, and just rolled through the finish line there. Uh, Filio, just a phenomenal game. Once again, really stifled this Brown offense um, all day long. So a big, big win there again for Brown. Um, and they are now, you know, they go in. Uh, they have the Ocean State Cup game on Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday against Bryant. And uh, then they have the uh, end of the season against Dartmouth at home next weekend. <clears throat> uh, Cornell, they're 3-2 and two in the Ivy League. Um, and look, they, they will go, uh, to Princeton next weekend and the regular season finale. Was that at, it's a, yeah, okay. At Princeton, uh, that regular season finale there, um, it, it is going to be huge for those two teams. And, uh, look, it's a three, two, uh, record for five different teams in the, in the, uh, me, the Ivy League right now. Princeton, Yale, Cornell, Harvard, and Brown all have 32 records. And uh, speaking of Harvard, uh, they kind of are the spoilers of the day on Saturday. Uh, more so than Brown. I actually, I picked Brown to win this game. Um, you know, they got a lot of momentum going. Their defense is playing good. Their offense is playing good. They, they've seemed to, got things un- seemed to have things under control. They've hit that spark, and they're going right now. Uh, Harvard on you know, the other hand, you know, wasn't that they've necessarily been bad over the past couple of weeks. I, I, you know, you had the loss to Cornell, you had the loss to Penn, and, and you kind of head, headed to Princeton thinking, you know, okay, you know, we, we need to get a win. And, and look, a win, a, a win they get, a, a win they get as, uh, you know, and, and look, Harvard beat Brown. Remember that back in the early days of the Ivy, of the Ivy League, seems like a year ago now. Uh, 1916 win over Princeton for Harvard. Um, really, really big win for, for, for Jerry Bone and the Crimson at home. Um, look, they, they're down 9-4, to four, and, and Princeton seemingly has all the momentum uh, there early in the second. And, you know, Harvard, you know, the, Princeton wins that ensuing faceoff after that goal to make it 9-4. to four. Harvard's defense, big stop, really big stop. They go down, Miles Butkus, uh, wasn't a transition goal, but 
you know, really quickly gets a goal. Miles Butkus does. That kind of proved to be the spark. Hollywood, from that point on, ended the half on a 3-1 run to pull within 10-7 at the break. Before, ultimately, outscoring the Tigers 4-2 in the third quarter, take the lead back for the first time since early in the first when they were up, I think it was like 2-1. Um, you know, butt kissed that score with 8-20 left. Through the final buzzer, Hollywood outscores Princeton 15-7. They really hit their stride on both ends of the field. It was a 50-50 day at the face-off dot from Sandoval and uh, Cucurillo, though from Harvard. Um, 50-50 day for both of those guys. And, you know, really that wasn't much of a factor, I would say, because you are going 50-50. Um, but it seems like Harvard really, through the second half of this game especially, has the momentum uh the entire way. I didn't watch this one live, but went back watch last night and and, and watched it, and it, it really did feel like you like Princeton had that big run in the second, but they never really had that kind of run again. And Hollywood was always you know able to be kind of one step. At, like once they got that lead, ten uh, nine there. Uh, excuse me. Once they got that lead, um, is it fourteen uh, thirteen? I believe it was. Um, or 15 14, excuse me, in the fourth. Um, you know, once they got that lead, it kind of felt like they were one step ahead. And even before they had the lead, you kind of felt like, okay, Harvard, like they're going to crack this thing because Princeton, Princeton never went on a run again after that uh, in the second quarter. Like they'd get one goal here, and then Harvard would, and there was a period there in the third where it was literally like ping pong, ping pong, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, late in the third. Um, and then you see, you know, two goals from Hollywood, one from Princeton, two goals from Hollywood, one from Princeton. And that's, that's how the final, uh, literally you look at the box score. That is how the final, uh, 14-52 played out in this game. Well, Hollywood was constantly one step ahead of Princeton, uh, in this contest. And that helps them out there. Lucas Hillensrath, um, with kind of the, you know, final goal of the game puts the cherry on top. 19 to 6, you know, kind of speed dodge from from uh you know, you know back right corner, kind of diving goal, uh get, gets it in there and a really, really big win here for the Crimson. Uh you kinda of, you know who's kind of leading the way in this one. You know, Kyle Moore is a guy you have to mention 18 saves, helps stifle that Princeton offense. Um and, and Harvard does get some opportunities in transition um there and they get some quick looks. Uh, Sam King, three goals, two assists, five points on the day. Butkiss had four goals on the day. Uh, Owen Gaffney, uh, two goals, two assists as well. Uh, Colin Bergstrom, uh, uh, two cause turnovers, three ground balls. He played a heck of a day on the defensive end there for the Crimson and just all around good, good performance for the Crimson. They get this win, a big win for them. And, uh, you know, they're still kind of in that hunt there in the Ivy League tournament. They've got Yale next weekend. Uh, big, big, big one. Uh, Princeton, they will finish at home against Cornell. Um, Alex Slusher, Colton Max, see each had four goals for Princeton. Um, Eric Peters did not look particularly strong in this game. And I don't think I've said that. 
at all this season. He's been he's been really good, but I don't think that puts in defense, particularly late, um, like in the second, like late in the second half. Kind of, I, I don't know what they were doing. I, I really don't. Um, it wasn't like they were just standing there, but like it, it wasn't the same, you know, Princeton defense we've seen all year. I'll say that. A um, couple games I need to go back and watch, or at least kind of watch the highlights of uh, Rutgers and Penn State. So I have this one kind of on in the background as I'm, you know, writing my recap for the day. And so I, I did see, I saw the ending of this one. Um, and, and, and kind of every time I'd look up, I was like, oh, okay, Penn State's hanging in there, they're hanging in there. And, uh, hey, this is a good good performance from Penn State. Um, however, Rutgers 15-14 overtime win. Um, and, and I'll just say this. I, I, I got I to look at this one more um, in, in terms of, you know, how things went down, uh, kind of watch it and pay more attention to it other than just the final, like, five minutes. But um, this is – the Big Ten tournament, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see some kind of uh, – so some kind of chaos come out in that. And Tuesday's show, we're going to preview the Big Ten tournament that starts this weekend, but uh, I guess next weekend technically. But uh, that's uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some craziness out there. Um, you know, Jonathan Dujano, fifty-four percent at the faceoff dot com post eight saves. Uh, Ross Scott with the game winner and game tying goal ends with five goals on the day to lead the Rutgers. Offense. Maryland rolls Johns Hopkins 22 to 7. Uh, I turned this one off really in the second half. Um, I, I, do we have to talk about this one? Because I, I really don't want to. Uh, Hopkins pulled, uh, uh, Maryland pulled those starters in the fourth. Um, they outscored the, the Blue Jays 10 0, heading uh, 11 0 from late in the second through. Uh, the third period, it was a 12 to 4 halftime lead. Um, there were some times when you saw, oh, it was a good goal here from Hopkins. Maybe they could get some, get some momentum. Really just a terrible performance all around from Hopkins. It, and, 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 like, and, like, I don't say that to, 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 I don't say that to demean Hopkins. Like, I, I, like I really don't. I think this game showed just how far Hawkins and, and Maryland are um, apart from each other right now. Luke Wileman, 62%. Logan McNeeny, uh, 11 saves. Wisnowskis, 8 points, 5 goals, 3 assists. Eric Malver, 1 goal, 4 assists. Keegan Kahn, that same stat line, but backwards, 4 goal, 1 assist. Owen Murphy, 4 goals, 1 assist. I know that, uh, that, that I had to have hurt Hopkins fans seeing him put up a five spot on them, um, you know, when he was at Hopkins. So uh, really, really, you know, just dominant performance there from from Maryland. A um, couple more games to mention here. Uh, Loyola gets past Colgate in overtime. I believe this this win, um, so, so, so when the, Evan James, phenomenal, phenomenal. Four goals, um, I think was it all four or just three of them all came at the end, including – Game tying goal and the game winning goal. He had a heck of a day uh, for the Loyola offense, and and they kind of bounced back, uh, beating Colgate in this one. Uh, yeah, okay, so it, that was true. So with the Loyola win, 
Uh, Navy and Bucknell get into the Patriot League tournament uh, in this one. So those two will play, I believe, Lehigh and, and, and Loyola at the moment. I don't think anything's set in stone yet, uh, but those two will be the, the two uh, in the quarterfinal games. They're the bottom two seeds, um, and they will play uh, most likely, you know, well, actually they play uh, Bucknell and Navy play this weekend, so that'll be for that bottom seed, but they're, they're the bottom two seeds. Uh, and they'll play Lehigh and Loyola uh, most likely. Yeah, Lehigh and Loyola for, for, for the bottom uh, two seeds there. Um, and Loyola and Lehigh play each other this weekend um, in their regular season finales. few other scores to go um, over here. Utah captures the A-Sun regular season title, 12-11 win over Bellarmine. I was on hand for that one. Um, not Utah's best performance. I, that's that. That's what I'll say. It was not their best performance of the season. Um, it really, it, it was like a 12-9 to 9 game with about two minutes-ish left. Uh, so Bellarmine gets a couple, you know, garbage time goals, make it a little closer. I think they scored the last one with like 15 seconds left. I couldn't really get, I was seeing anything else going, but um, Utah, they capture, you know, lock up that that top seed in the A-Sun. Um, Vermont, they locked up the top seed in the America East, 17-10 win over Binghamton. Richmond, they get that number two seed in the SoCon. They pulled away from high point, 16-5, which um, yeah, I saw Richmond win that one, but not that big. Um, so I got to go back and look into that one a bit more. I was kind of like paying attention to the first half out, out the, you know, on, on, on my phone, but um it was close there for for a minute, and Richmond really pulls away. Uh, Ryan Archer and Derek Madonna combined for 17 points, and Hobart's 22 to 19 win over LIU, the third consecutive NC NEC win. Uh, Hobart that's a big win for them. They haven't had the best of luck this season, especially in conference play. Getting that win over LIU, I think they should get the number three seed in the. Uh, NEC, if I'm not mistaken, because of that win. Uh, RMU wins, Robert Morris wins a crucial uh, A-Sun game over Air Force, uh, 70%. So um, Robert Morris gets the second seed uh, there in the A-Sun, I believe, with that win. Uh, Yeah, because Utah beat Air Force, Utah beat RMU, so... RMU beating Air Force, Utah beat Bellarmine. So that that so RMU is in and they get that second seed. Air Force will be the third seed. Uh, Luke Keating, eight points, another big game for him. Five goals, three assists. Push Villanova past Marquette, ten to eight. Didn't get eyes on that one. Uh, Jeff Connor and Matt Moore combined for fourteen points. Virginia rolls uh, Syracuse twelve to fifteen. It is what it is, man. Uh, Virginia. Best team in the ACC. Uh, they they kind of think of fumbled lately, but I think something to to, to mention is is Jeff Connor and, and Matt Moore is back like completely, you know, looks completely normal again. Um, and I see the week week prior to that as well. Uh, Jeff Connor, I think they're certainly looking at his emotions here late. Uh, Virginia needs a guy like that. Uh, you need some of these these other guys to step up, and I think we're seeing that's pretty good. 
Uh, Ty Coates, nine points, eight goals, one assist in Delaware's 16-15 win over Drexel. And with that, the CAA gets even crazier. I have, let's pull the settings here. I have no clue what's going on. So Towson has has gotten that CAA title both um, with three and one conference record as they beat Fairfield over, over last weekend. Nobody else. You have Delaware two and two, UMass two and two, Fairfield two and two, Drexel two and two, and Hofstra at one and three. You could have, um, and, and Hofstra plays Towson this weekend, um, so that's not really going to do anything for Towson. Um, Delaware plays at Fairfield, so let's say Delaware wins that one, they end up three and two. Uh, UMass plays Drexel, uh, so so they win that one. They're three and two, um, and then so you'd have two three and two teams. You would have two two and three teams, and then you could have three depending on if um, you have three three and two teams. You know, depending on Hofstra and Towson, I, I would I would uh, you know lean on the side of Towson in that one, uh, but. Uh, one and th- three and one there now. If they lose to Hofstra, the three and two, um, it could be would be along with two other teams, and <laughs> you'd have three the the other three teams at three and two. It's gonna be two and three. Uh, so a wild, wild last weekend in the CAA as usual. All right, folks, that is it for today's show. A bit shorter than usual. Um, but you know, got got down right to it um, with you know another big weekend of college across last regular season weekend this week uh, next week. Um, I don't know, man. It's it, it's sad. It's uh, it, it's happy because you're excited. The postseason's here. Some of the best lacrosse has played in the postseason, but sad the season's coming to a close. Um, you know. But hey, we still got about a month to go, so. Let's let's get to it. I'll be back here on Tuesday with y'all. Bracketology will preview the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Might do a separate podcast previewing the Big Ten tournament. Um, We'll see what happens. I might do a a mailbag podcast this week like I did last week, but uh, we'll see, you know, kind of just depends on, you know, when I can fit it in. Um, uh, Most likely it would be a Tuesday, Thursday type thing, maybe Uh, a, a, a Wednesday uh, uh, Wednesday, Thursday type thing if I could fit it in there. So we'll see how the week takes a turn, but maybe have one of those as well. So as always, thank you all for tuning in. You can find us at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. LacrosseBucket.com where it's always Lacrosse season.